in the Lord, you don't have to settle for anything less. You don't have to settle for anything less. You can if you want to. But if you have the Lord in your life, if you're born of God, you don't have to settle for anything less in life. Isn't that truth? Turn with me to the book of James. The book of James is a very practical book. It's a James wakes us, awakens us to the facts of our Christian life. He makes us clearly aware of our Christian lives and what it really means to be a Christian, to have faith, to show love, to be all that God intends for you to be as a child of God. He teaches us that it's one thing to say it with your mouth, but another thing to do it. It's one thing to say, I believe, and another thing to act upon what you believe. Many people profess the Lord in their lives, but they never demonstrate the Lord in their lives. And James shows us in his letter how that in many areas of our life he deals, he, he, he addresses several points, several uh, issues of life for us there in his, in his letter. And he makes us aware of who we are, what we are, what we have what our obligation is, what our duty as a Christian truly is, and what love truly is, what faith truly is. And he shows us that God is always there for us if we fail, if we fall, if we go astray, we go the wrong direction when we humble ourselves before him he's always there to restore us and to put us back in the place where he intends us to be in the first place and that that is where he wants us to be and that is where he wants us to grow and wants us to learn and he knows every one of us better than we really know ourselves and God knows that we are, if we were in Christ, that we are learning, that we're growing, and that in Christ we are living unto God. And that our lives mean 
something to him. And in this world, we are the light, we are the salt of the world in Christ. We, we, all, all that concerns Christ, what does it mean to have Christ in us? When we walk in truth, when we walk in love, when we walk in grace, when we walk in wisdom, when we walk in faith, that is Christ in us. Because Christ is the truth, He is the life, and He is the way. Jesus is, is a person, He is the Son of God. But he's, he's really, he's so much more, I think, than what we realize that as we believe God and as we look to God, all that Christ is, He is in us. He's not just some person that we admire or worship or that we hold up on a pedestal. He is a living Christ who lives in each and every heart. Who himself is a reflection of the glory of God in us. He shines forth the glory of God in us so that he his eyes is looking through our eyes his heart is in our hearts his ears are listening with our ears he is speaking with our mouth Christ is in us Amen. Can you say amen? amen? So Christ is more than just in heaven, which He is. He's more than just the Son of God. He is. But He is in you. And He is in me. And He's living His life. Christ isn't finished living. He isn't finished doing. As a man on here on earth, He did what He did. He fulfilled the will of God and ascended back to heaven. But His work is not finished. His life is not over. Amen? Amen. His life will never be over. He is eternal. Amen? Amen? And Jesus said, He that believes on me shall have life. Shall have eternal life. What is He talking about? He that believes on me is going to have my life. He that believes in me is going to live in me. He that believes in me is going to have the opportunity to walk and talk with God just like I do. Amen. When Jesus was here on earth, He said, I talk with the Father, I pray to the Father, I go to the Father, I listen to the Father, the Father speaks in me, the Father works in me, the Father lives in me, the Father's glory. He said, everything I do is what He does. What I see Him do is what I do. It's not me that does, but He does the works in me. Jesus said, He that believes on me, praise God, the same works that I do shall He do. What does He mean? He said, God is working in me, God's going to work in you. If the Father's Word is in me, the Father's Word will be in you. So his life goes on. His life goes on. Hallelujah. We're not separate from Christ. 
Sometimes we think of our Christian life as one that is somehow a separated thing or we're separated beings from Him. But the fact of the matter is we are joined to Him. The fact is that His life is our very life. His words are our very word. His mind becomes our minds. Huh? Well, I never thought about that, Brother Bob. Well, if you hadn't thought about that, then you're thinking carnally. And James talks about that, which is what I want to bring out to you now. James, the first chapter, he talks about being... Uh, in a trial, the trying of your faith, running into temptation of this world, coming up against it in life. But he says, when this happens, the trying of your faith is more precious than gold. And that, and that he says, he says, uh, well, let's put, let's see what he says here. He says, the trying of your of your faith works patience. Let patience have his perfect word, that you may be perfect, entire, wanting nothing. If any man lacks the wisdom, he must God that gives to all men liberally, abrades not, and it shall be given to him. But let him ask in faith, nothing wavering. For he that wavereth is like a wave of the sea, driven with the wind and tossed. For let not that man think that he shall receive anything of the Lord. A double-minded man is unstable in all of his ways. A double-minded man. Now, Paul says in Romans 7, on his uh, detailed letter about how when we would do good, evil is present. He speaks of how that in our flesh is no good thing. Who shall deliver me from the body of this death? Thanks be unto God through Jesus Christ our Lord. So therefore, with my mind, I serve the law of God. But with the flesh, the law of sin. What is he telling us? Not the mind of the natural man, is Paul speaking about, when he says, with the mind, I serve the law of God. He's not talking about a man who's unregenerated, that's not born again. He's speaking of a man who is born of God. And a man who was born of God has the mind to serve God. Amen. Amen? Amen. But he also has a flesh that he deals with. And in that flesh, he becomes misdirected. He becomes overwhelmed in sin. He serves himself. He serves his own lusts, his own desires. He goes his own way. But with the mind, I serve God. Jesus said, Out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. Solomon said, As a man thinketh in his heart, so he is. So what it's telling us is that the mind of man first of all the mind of man who is unregenerate only lives to himself he only lives for his own desire and his own pleasure and whatever comes 
in life. He's not looking for anything but what He wants and what He desires, what He's involved in. God has nowhere in His thoughts. God is, the, God is nowhere in His desires. He's just living in this world, doing what He wants to do, whether it's sinful, moral, immoral, it doesn't matter. He gets caught up into things. He can become in bondage with certain things in life. But his mind is totally cut off from the life that is in God. He has nothing in his heart for God. He's dead in sin. His heart is dead. He's dead. The Bible says when you're in sin, you're dead. But when Paul talks about the mind that's serving God, the only way that can happen is we're born again. And now, praise God, being born again, I've found, being born of God, that I have the mind. Now before, I didn't have it. Before, you didn't have the mind to serve God. Before, you didn't have the uh, inclination to follow God. You had no inclination to even love God. You had no inclination to even think about God. But now being born again, suddenly something has happened. A new creation has taken place. And now you have a mind. You have a mind that is constantly inclined towards God. And the truth. And the life. And the way. Now suddenly you have a life, praise God, that, that is so full of good things and good thoughts and blessings. Amen. Amen. And, and, and now you realize, hey, I'm not bound. I'm not bound to do what my flesh wants to do. Jesus has set me free. Jesus has set me free from the, from the fact that I was bound by my own selfish, sinful way. And now I'm free. Free to do what? You're free to serve God. Amen. You're free to know God. You're free to get up and go with God. Hallelujah. You don't have to go with the world. You can go with God. Amen. You don't have to go with sin. You don't have to go with the devil. You can walk with Jesus because Jesus has made you free. And given your mind, given your mind to serve God. Bro, I'm, 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 I'm becoming more awake, uh, awake to that all the time. I'm becoming more aware of that all the time. Hey, I don't have to do that. I'm not subject to that. And I'm not going to let that discourage me one bit. When you feel like you're up against it and, and the devil in this world is coming against you, or some of your best friends may be coming and say something to you to try to hurt your feelings. If you get your feelings hurt, you are thinking in the flesh. If you, are, if you are allowing something to discourage you, you are walking in the mind of the flesh. But you don't have to walk there. You don't have to go there. That doesn't have to dominate your life. Whenever something comes your way to try you, try your faith or to tempt you, or to cause you to be angry or mad or upset or discouraged, or whatever the problem or whatever the thing is, you don't have to allow that to happen to you. Amen. 
You can walk in a you can walk in the mind of Christ and be single-minded, single in your heart towards God. You don't have to give up to sin. You don't have to give up to those things that you think you have to. Well, somebody said, well, somebody said something to me and I don't know. I mean, when you're that way, you know what you're you know what you're being? You're being double-minded. You are allowing yourself to think like the old carnal man thinks. And you don't have to live like that. You don't have to live in bondage to sin, to doubt, to fear, to anger. You know, we use that we use that as an excuse. I say, well, you know, I'm a I'm a I have a real bad temper. You know, you say, well, I have a real bad temper. You don't have to live with a real bad temper. Well, that's just the way I, I am. I get angry real quick. You don't have to get angry. You think in your mind that that's the way you are, so that's the way you're going to be. The fact of the matter is, when you think like that, you are double-minded. You believe in God, you believe in Jesus, but at the same time, you believe that you have to be a certain way. You may believe that well, all that God says in His Word, at the same time, you believe that you have to live like you are in the flesh. And so you're in bondage. You are leading, being led astray to think that you have to be this way. And the Bible tells us, James says, a double-minded man is unstable. You wonder why things aren't going so good for you. You wonder why, uh, you know, you can't make things work out quite right and why you can't get along with so-and-so or why this won't work out for you. You can't do this. Can't, because you're unstable. You don't know what you're thinking. You're full of doubt. You question everything. You, you, uh, I, wrote some, I wrote some thoughts down here. And let me just, let me bring it out to you. Uh... You're uncertain in your notions. You're always changing. Always uncertain. You're always in conflict with yourself. Huh? You're all in your actions and in your behavior. You're not certain or sure of anything. Because you're being tossed. To and fro. Because you're letting your, your carnal mind rule your life. You're letting carnal thinking decide your life and how you live. But in Christ Jesus, we don't have to settle for that. Did you hear me? You don't have to settle for being the way you are in the flesh. In Christ Jesus, there is victory. Hallelujah. In Christ Jesus, there is peace of mind. In Christ Jesus, you can look at the situation, the circumstance, and just give it a great big smile and go on your way with Jesus. Hallelujah. Well, Brother Bob, you just don't know my situation. No, I don't know your situation, and I don't want to know your situation. <laughs> you don't want to know mine. <laughs> 
But I found out I don't have to go there. I don't have to live in that situation. I don't have to let those things dictate to me how I feel and how I talk and how I behave and how I act and how I, re- how I respond. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stick with Jesus. I'm going to stay over here and keep my mind in the things of God and not the things of this world. Amen. James said, don't you know that the friends of the world, you being a friend of the world as being an enmity of God? So we're not going to, have, we're not going to be friendly... <laughs> Amen. Look at look, turn around, look at somebody and say, I'm not gonna be friendly with myself. <laughs> I'm gonna walk in newness of spirit. I'm gonna walk keeping my eyes and my mind focused. Now listen, it's, it's nothing hard, it's nothing, it's not hard. Because you have been set free. Now, if you weren't set free, it'd be awful hard for you to do. You couldn't do it. You can't obey. You can't obey God if you're not free. You can't serve Him if you're not free. You can't know Him if you're not free. But if you're free, you have every opportunity. You have every opportunity made available to you. You have every reason. You have. All of heaven with you. You have, God says, I will do great and mighty things in your life that you don't know. I remember when the Lord called Joshua. When they crossed over the river Jordan. And he says, I'm going to magnify you now in the eyes of all of Israel. Moses was gone. He was dead and gone on. And I'm going to magnify you and exalt you in all of Israel. He said, I'm going to be with you. So one day Joshua stood out there and he saw a man standing with a sword drawn in his hand. He didn't know who the man was. He went up to the man and he said, Who are you? Are you for us? Are you on our side or their side? The enemy. He says, Captain of the Lord's host, I'm come. He said, take your shoes off. <laughs> You're standing on holy ground. Amen. Joshua fell on his face to the ground. <laughs> he said, Lord, what do you want me to do? <laughs> what do you got to say? He said, I've given you the city. I want you to march around the city. How many knows what city I'm talking about? Come on now. A Joseph hit the battle around. He said, Lord, he said, I want you to march around the city once a day for six days. And I noticed something as I was rereading the story. I thought when the walls of Jericho fell is the day that the trumpets blew. But the fact of the matter is they blew the trumpets every day. Did you know that? When they marched around the walls of Jericho once a day, they blew the trumpets every day. 
What was the difference on the seventh day? The trumpets was blowing. What was the difference? The people shouted. The people shouted with a great shout. And the Lord told him, says, you do this and the walls will fall down flat. And every man will go straight before him and you will take the city. Now Joshua was single-minded. He didn't allow his mind to stray away from what the man had told him. He didn't go down to, to his neighbor's house and sit around a table and discuss this thing <coughs> and sit with Mrs. Doubtfire down here. <laughs> and hear him say, well, I don't know if we can do this or not. That sounds awful. Uh, that's outrageous. I don't know. That's kind of outlandish. How in the world are walls are going to fall down flat? <laughs> yeah. But Joshua kept his mind and his heart Focused on what the Lord had said. He was not being double-minded. He was not believing the Lord on the one hand and doubting on the other. Hear what God has says on the one hand and questioning what God says on the other. He totally, completely believed God and trusted God. When it looked insurmountable, when it looked impossible... He didn't question him. He didn't doubt him. He didn't, he didn't hold back. He did exactly as he was told to do. And the walls came down. Amen. You and I today, if we will simply believe what God says, no matter how high the walls, they say the walls, I forget how high they was, 40, 50, 60, 70 feet high. They were very high. And I've read one time where they were very wide, like 10 feet wide. You could drive a chariot and horses on the top of the walls. They were very thick. They were so big that even people lived inside the walls. And that's where they say Rahab lived that was, that was delivered in the battle. When the, when the city fell, they saved Rahab and her family. As a matter of fact, Rahab was the, the line of, of, of David, was in the, uh, uh, the line of David, which was the line of Christ. Amen. So it's amazing how God works things out that way. That a woman who was a Gentile was in the line of David. She married into she married into his uh, family, and from from her came David, Jesse, and David. So anyway, but the thing is that God is telling us, if listen, if we will we will trust God and not doubt. Do not walk in the mind of your flesh, in the mind of your doubt and unbelief, and question God. Put that aside look at it and just smile look at it and don't be discouraged by it so many times we think about what the opposite of what God has said we think about the doubt and it has an effect on us that's really true we look at the discouraging side of the thing and we let that affect us so much so that we can't Seemed and blow that what God said is true. And James says we're not going to receive anything of the Lord. If we doubt. But believing God. 
Somebody said, well, I don't know. That's pretty hard to do. I don't know. I've got to try. Well, I'd really try. <laughs> well, let, me, let me give you an example. Turn around and tell somebody who you are. Tell them your name. Tell them your name. Tell somebody your name. Let me ask you now, do you believe what they told you? And was that hard? <laughs> what did you say your name was? Bonnie? I don't know if your name's Bonnie or not. I don't know if I can believe her. I mean, that look on her face, you know. There's something up with you. What is it? <laughs> you're, you're hiding something. <laughs> uh, your name can't be Bonnie. <laughs> you don't look like Bonnie. See, so when we believe, simply believe. You don't think about it again. You just believe it. That's just, that's just, that's just, that's just the truth. <laughs> that's just what. That's just who she is. That's who you are. Your name's James. That's who you are. Lord says these walls are going to come down. Okay. <laughs> Do not be double-minded. Believe God. And you have, you have the, the right, the opportunity, and the power. Somebody says power. Power. To believe. You have the power, not of your own accord, not of your own self, but of Him. And when you realize that, say, oh, Lord. And when you realize that you failed in your flesh, the Lord says, I got you. He said, Lord, you're so good. I think I'll just stick with you. And when you feel like you've run across a trial you can't hardly handle, or a temptation comes your way, and you need some help, you know the Lord right there says, Lord, you're so good, and I, I just know you're there, and I'm just going to know that you're there, and that's all there is to it. I'm going to go on with you. Amen. I'm not going to sit here and get bogged down in this thing. I'm going to get up and go with the Lord, because He said He would be with me. And you just look at that thing that's bothering you, that's troubling you, that's tempting you, that's trying you, and you just laugh it off. Say, Lord, I thank you. I thank you for your strength. I thank you for your power. I thank you for your love. I thank you, Lord, because you're with me. I thank you for your word. I thank you, Lord, because I know that I'm something in Christ. I thank you, Lord, because I know I'm your child. And you're not going to forsake your child. And the Lord says, now you're getting it. <laughs> Lord says, now you're getting it. That's right. You're my child. You're my children. And I'm not never going to let you go. I'm not never going to let you down. So don't let this thing get you down. Don't let this trouble get you down. Look to me. I'm with you. I'll give you the power and the strength. You can live. You can overcome. You don't have to be bogged down in this thing. Don't be double-minded. Believe what I say. And the Lord has to get a hold of us sometime and just shake us up. Sometimes we fall, get, we fall asleep in these things and the Lord has to come along and shake us up. And Lord, shake me up, Lord. That's okay. Shake me up. Amen. Shake me up. Everybody say, Lord, shake me up. Praise God. Hallelujah. I preached a sermon on that here a while back. I'm all shook up. Amen. The Lord's going to shake us up. 
<laughs> Hallelujah. Let me read you another scripture. Psalms, the 12th chapter. Verse 2. Help, Lord, for the godly man ceases. For the faithful fail from among the children of men. They speak vanity, every one with his neighbor. Flattering lips and a double heart do they speak. Can God, does God, find those who speak the truth? Does God find those who walk upright before Him? Does God find those that are not among those who are discouraged and fallen by the way? But those that are walking upright and say, yes, Lord, I believe. I trust you. I'm not going to get let the flesh get the best of me. I'm not going to let this world get the best of me. I'm not going to let this situation get the best of me. I'm not going to listen to my carnal flesh. And let it get the best of me. I'm not, I refuse to live after the dictates of this flesh. I refuse to get up in the morning and go through the day and, 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 and feel like I ain't got nothing to look forward to. But just that's about, that's about it. But every day. Every day you can wake up in the morning. Praise God. You can wake up in the morning with the sunshine. Yes, you can. Every morning you can wake up with hope in your heart. Every day you can wake up and live, hallelujah, victoriously in Christ. You can have peace and joy in your life. Hallelujah. Yes. You don't have to live that way. You don't have to live discouraged and disgruntled and discontent and dissatisfied. Well, I'm never happy. I never got <laughs> Shameful for a Christian to talk that way and to feel that way. You don't have to live that way. And you wonder why in the world nothing's going right for you. You're not receiving anything from the Lord. You're not walking in the wisdom of God. You're walking after the dictates of your flesh. Get your nose, get your eyes, get your head, get your mind in the Word of God. And let that flood your soul. Hallelujah. And you can walk with the understanding. And you can see what God is doing. And you can expect God to do great and mighty things in your life. And you look for them to happen in your life. You can live every day. That is, you know, it's not. It's not necessarily what the flesh says is 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 gaining in life. It's not material things that we gain so much, but it's greater things than material things. The spiritual things of God, the good things of God in spirit, are greater than anything of this world. 
I'm not looking forward to making a million dollars a day. I'm not looking forward to having uh, more land or more cattle or more cars or more pleasure in this world. I'm not looking to have another good time somewhere. But my soul is enriched. My heart rejoices. I live in contentment. I live in peace. I live in the joy of the Lord. I live in the Spirit of Christ. Who, when He was a man on earth, had nothing. Nothing of this world. He didn't come to gain anything of this world. He came to give everything. He came to give something the world didn't have. The Lord gave me something the world didn't have and the world can't take it away. (laughs) Hallelujah! I said the world is not going to take it away. The flesh is not going to take away what Jesus put into my heart. Hallelujah! And so therefore, I'm not going to think in the way of the the flesh. I'm not going to think with the carnal mind. I'm going to think with the spiritual mind of Christ. I'm going to think of, praise God, what God has said, I'm going to keep. What I have in Christ, I'm going to walk in it, and I'm going to talk in it, and I'm going to live in it, and I'm going to behave in it, and I'm going to act like it, and I'm going to be all that God says I am in Him. Amen. how we really are. I'm sure I'd like to be like Jesus, but you know, I know how I am. You go ahead and think that way, and as long as you think that way, that's the way you'll be. Ain't no one ever said that everybody's going to be exactly like Jesus was when He was here on earth. He was perfect. Ain't none of us perfect. But there ain't nothing keeping us from (laughs) grabbing a hold of Him Embracing Him, following after Him, listening to Him, waiting on Him, watching Him, hearing Him, expecting Him, loving Him, living for Him. Hallelujah. I don't have to live for this world. And when you find the joy of Christ, you will find that the joy of Christ far exceeds any joy that this world has to offer. You will find that the value of Christ far exceeds the value of any money or any gain that you can have in life of this world. And so there's nothing wrong with having money. I like money. How many likes money? I like money. Praise God. Nothing wrong with having things. We've got to have those things. And I love them. But I look at them and say, hmm, that's wonderful. That's nice. Thank you, Lord. Jesus. I go down and look at my bank account and I say, thank you, Lord. That's wonderful. Thank you. Oh, Lord, how great you are. But a lot of times we get it backwards. We come to church and say, Lord, how great you are. Oh, my baby. (laughs) 
I hope you get what I'm saying. You know, I'm just a plain man, but I say things in a plain way. But I want you to get it clearly understood what I'm saying. Because we're all the same way. Oh, God, how great you are. We go home and say, oh, my God, what am I going to do now? <laughs> Double-minded. But God wants us to realize, I'm not condemning you. Because I'm the same way from time to time I've been that way. Like, just like anybody. God wants us to realize, hey, you don't have to live. You don't live there, man. <laughs> the troubles of love ain't got you down. That thing ain't got a hold of you. I ain't got a hold of you. This thing ain't, ain't controlling you. I control your life. This thing don't own you. I owned you. I bought you with my blood. Hallelujah. Now get your mind right, son. <laughs> get your mind right. If, you're, if, 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 if you want these things, you know, some people act like they would rather have troubles than not. You know what they need? They need a heart operation. <laughs> it ain't their mind, it's their heart. The Lord needs to come in and work on their heart. Because out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. Out of the abundance of your heart, where does your heart lie? Does your heart lie in these things? Are you more concerned about these things? Or does your heart lie with Him? He doesn't matter about these things. Let come and go what may. The Lord will see me through. We all have problems. We all have troubles. We all need money. We all have, we all have needs. But as we walk in the mind of Christ, as we walk after the Spirit of God, we realize, hey, these things are not, they're not, they're not what dictates my life at all. God said He's applied my every need, and so He has, and so He will. I'm not going to worry about it. That's in His hands. Praise God. Like one preacher said one time, Lord, we got all these bills, but this is your business, not mine. You'll have to take care of it. <laughs> I'll do whatever you want me to do, but Lord, you're the one. This is your business, and you're going to supply the need. God will supply the need. And you go on your way rejoicing. You go on your way happy. You go on your way, praise God, just living in the blessings of God and the goodness of God and the peace of God in your life. Now, Satan wants to take that away from you. Your flesh wants to rob you of living in this abundant life. Your flesh wants you to, th to think, Satan wants you to think with, with the mind of your flesh. He wants to bog you down and rob you of your blessings. And when you get to that point, and you, you're not going to receive anything from God, you get to the point where people, are, they, 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 become, they become covetous of things. And they want things to go their way. And I don't understand why it ain't happening. So 
so they pursue and, and they become self-centered and, and become self-righteous and, and, and it dictates their life. And so therefore, they're, 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 they get confused. They get, they're, they're wobbling back and forth. They're up and down, in and out, back and forth. And, and so they become double-minded and they don't never receive anything from God. They don't have the wisdom they need. They don't have the wisdom they need to live their life for God. They're just living in constant conflict. As a Christian. And the Lord doesn't want you to live that way. He doesn't want you to live in conflict. He wants you to live in peace. He wants you to live in perfect peace. And the only way it's going to happen is to have the mind of Christ. Set upon the Word of God. Hallelujah. His Word. His Word. Everybody say His Word. His Word. His Word. Hallelujah. Not my Word, but His Word. Hallelujah. My Word don't mean a sack of beans, but His Word. Hallelujah. What I think don't matter is what God says. What I feel don't matter is what God says. It's not what the devil said. It's what God says. It's not what the situation did. of Christ. This is the mind of the Spirit. This is the life that God wants us to live. He says, my word will set you free. My word will lead and guide you. My word will lift you up. My word will supply your need. My word will give you the joy. My word will, will take care of the problem. My word. Hallelujah. So we set our mind upon the word of God. We meditate upon the word of God. Day and night. Day and night. And that makes us not double-minded any longer, but single-minded. Single of heart. Jesus said, if you're single in heart, you're full of your, your soul and your body is full of light. And we meditate upon the Word of God. We're full of light. Our minds get in the right direction. Our steps are ordered by the Lord. Our life is ordered. Everything is ordered by the Lord. We wake up not worrying about a thing. Not worrying about one little old thing. Praise God. Because God has it in His hand. God's got your life in His hands. Don't worry. Don't even be concerned about what you wear. Or what you eat. Man, you got a roof over your head. You got clothes on your back. You ain't never starved. I mean, turn around and look at yourself. <laughs> Well, <laughs> Man, ain't nobody starving around here. <laughs> ain't none of us. Uh, none of us starve. We're all taken care of by the Lord. Meditate upon His Word day and night. He should be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that bringeth forth His fruit season his leaf also shall not wither and whatsoever he doeth shall prosper you want things to work out right 
You're never going to go your way. Are you tired of being sick and tired? Are you tired of dragging your feet? Are you tired of being hounded all the time? Meditate upon His Word day and night. Let the Word of God dwell in you richly. Set your heart and your minds. It's not hard. It's easy. Why is it easy? Because Jesus set you free. God's not restraining you. God's not keeping you back from that. Man, He's wanting to turn you loose and let you go. Go for it, boy. Just get the doll out there for you. Just go get it. Amen. I'm not holding you back. God's not holding none of us back. We can't blame it on God. We can't say, well, God, why will God do this for me? Why don't God make this happen in my life? God says, you get up from where you are and get going. I've got everything prepared for you. It's all there for you. Just get out there and go after it. Hallelujah. It's all free. It's all there. Just go get it. If you're sinning, quit your sin and repent and come to me and I'll raise you up and I'll put you out there and I'll make your life full and overflowing with all the good things. You want your life to be full and overflowing with good things? Do you? Do you want your life to be full and overflowing? Some of us got so many troubles and trials and, <laughs> and pains and aches and everything else. Boy, I, 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 I wonder if there's any room for anything else. <laughs> Lord said He'll drive all that out of here. That's not going to dictate to you. Praise God. Hallelujah. I love Vicki because when she was hurting, she couldn't hardly get up and go. She'd come to church anyway. Are well, you hurting, Mickey? Yeah, I sure am, but I'm going to church. <laughs> that shows you where her mind was. She didn't let her pain dictate to her. Now, poor old Randy, we know about Randy, but that guy's the most resilient person I've ever met in my life. He's in the hospital right now simply because he can't get me here. He can't physically, he doesn't have the strength to get up and be here. I'll guarantee if he had the strength to get up, he'd be here. Amen. Sick, dead, or dying, that boy would be in church. <laughs> Sick, dead, or dying, he's serving God. And it doesn't matter whether he's here or not, he is serving God. Amen. Even in the hospital, he's winning souls to Christ. He's told me several times on occasions when he was in the hospital and laying there and talking to nurses, and nurses would get saved, he'd lead them to Christ. I said, My Lord, he's kept you alive just to get these people saved. <laughs> You should have been dead a long time ago, but God's still using you on your deathbed. He's using you. Why? Because his mind, his mind is right. He's not looking at his pain and his suffering to dictate and to steal away and to keep him from being what God wants him to be. But he's full of the joy and the faith and the power of the Lord. Amen. And freedom. Just because you're sick don't mean you ain't free. Just because you're on your deathbed don't mean you're not free. Just because you're not feeling good doesn't mean you're not free. Just because you're not, you know, all these things is happening to you doesn't mean you ain't free. You are free in your spirit. 
Well, I got some anything going on in my life. That's your flesh. That's the carnality of this, this world that's happening. But that's not what dictates to you. That's not what controls your life. Praise God. You know, what was that? What that lady said, you know, she's telling her husband that she wanted to go to church and he didn't want her to go to church. I want to go to church and you can't go. I don't want you going to church. Stay away from them crazy people down there. I don't want you going to church. She'd beg him, plead with him. He got his pistol one day, threatened to kill her. Yeah. I mean, he was a mean man. I guess he was an atheist. I don't know what was wrong with him, full of the devil. He said, you ain't going to church. He said, what are you going to do if I shoot you? He said, if you shoot me, I'm going to heaven. If you don't, I'm going to church. <laughs> It don't matter what the threat is on the outside. There's something moving me on the inside. Hallelujah. It doesn't matter what comes against me outwardly. God is on the inside of me. And I'm going to live and praise His name. Praise God. To the day I die, I'm going to praise God. To the day I die, I'm going to live for God. I'm going to live for God no matter what comes my way. Devil, get out of here. Hallelujah. And I'm not going to let my old flesh and my feelings and all this stuff dictate and tell me what to do and influence me. How many times did that happen in our lives? It happened so much. It's time for us to get up. The Lord told me that to myself one time. He said, son, you're double-minded. He told me that. You're double-minded. I said, thank you, Lord, for telling me. I'm sorry, God. I don't want to think this way no more. I want to think like you think. I want to say what you say. And I'm going to, because when I do that, I can rejoice. When I do that, I feel like getting up. When I do that, I feel like living. When I do that, I feel like doing something for the Lord. I'm not afraid. Praise God. The opportunity is always there. And the, let me tell you, you want to feel good. You want to feel good. Start believing God. We're always looking for the good feeling. <laughs> you want to feel good, Sandy? You want to feel good? We want to feel good. It's time for us to start believing God and begin to say what God says. And let that dictate your life. Amen. Quit being double-minded. Quit saying what the flesh says, what the carnal mind thinks, and begin to say what God says. And you will find the joy of life. And you will find the happiness of living. And you will find that some, something in you is, 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 is rising up and causing you to feel like, oh, glory to God, what can I do today? <laughs> Instead of laying in bed and saying, oh, I don't want to get up. Oh, I don't got a face today. I got a face this day. Oh, no, no. And brother, you'll find there's something in you that causes you to want to rise up and stand to your feet and face the day and face the world and face everything with a smile on your face and a song in your heart. Yes, Having the mind of Christ. When Jesus got up every day, He felt that way every day of His life. Can you imagine? He'd get up every day. He said, Father, what do you have me to do today? I'm ready to go. Hallelujah. And He faced all kinds of opposition. He faced all kinds of persecution. He faced men who hated Him and wanted to kill Him all the time. But Jesus just walked around with a smile on the ready to do something for God. The same mind is in us. We have it. Yes. Let us follow it. Yes. 
Let that dictate to us. Let that rule our lives. Rule our hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Stand with me. You know, as parents, one of the best things you can do for your children, one of the best things you can do for your children, I'm not saying the best, but one of the best, right up right close to the top, is to be happy in the Lord. Let them see the joy of Christ. That would change the whole world. That would change. The, that, would, that would make such a change in families today if children could look at their parents and see the glory and the goodness and the love and the joy of Christ in them. Oh, we all got problems. We all got difficulties. We all are up and down and all this stuff happens. We all have these things happen to us. But when they see that prominent in your life, be that steadfast in your life. Even when you're a little bit down, they say, well, they always, they always bounce back. <laughs> Mama never lets anything get her down. When things is bad, Mama's on her knees praying. Amen. I can remember that so many times when things were so bad, my mom was on her knees praying. Yes. If things ain't going right, Mama's praying. Amen. <laughs> what I saw in my life was my Mama praying. For my daddy and everybody else, when my daddy was yeah. drinking and everything else, my mama was praying. Praise God! When our children, the children wasn't doing right, mama was praying. When I looked at mama, I could see the life of Jesus in her. I could see the mind of Christ. There's always hope. There's always a reason to live. There's always a reason to be happy. There's always a reason to get up and go. Hallelujah! God says, "I want you to get up and I want you to go." I want you to be all that I want you to be. All I created you to be in me. Just like Christ. Just like Christ. Be a servant. Be a minister. Be a witness. Be a healing hand. Be a soft word spoken. Be the eyes, the ears, and the hands and the feet of Jesus. Be all that God intended for us to be. Amen. Father, in Jesus' name, I thank You, Lord, because all oh, the victory and all the joy we have in knowing that we don't have to be dictated to by our carnal flesh and by all God that fights against us constantly. We don't have to even let it conquer us. But we are more than conquerors. Through Him who loved us. And we live. We live in Christ. Not in the flesh. We live in You. And the joy of life is in You. And the happiness and satisfaction of life is in You, Lord. Thank You. Help us, Lord, to abide. That we may abide in Your Word. 
and your words abide in us. And whatever we ask, we shall receive. 